0: Hey, everybody. I'm Adam Hergenrother. This is Business Meets Spirituality, where we believe in personal growth through business success. Today, I'm joined by Hallie and a special guest, my daughter, Sienna. Hi. Hi, Sienna. How are you today? Good. Just good. What are you doing today? Uh, We're going to the. Mount Washington. Yes, and it's going to be fun. And you guys are going to hike up the mountain. No, not. <laughs> yes, you are. No, not. All right, I'm going to drop you off there, and you have to sit up there for at least three nights. Yay. <laughs> I know. But before we get into the show, Sienna, you have a special message for everybody. Before we hop into my dad and Hallie's podcast, I'm going to ask for one favor. If you listen to Business Meets Spirituality on Apple Podcasts, hit the follow button. And if you listen to to it on spotify you can hit the follow button too this way every time a new episode comes out you'll be the first to know also if you have any friends co-workers or fellow business leaders that you think benefit from the podcast tell them about it invite them to the community now let's get on to the show well thank you honey you're welcome so thank you sienna for that wonderful introduction uh today hallie We're going to jump into a wonderful topic that we're extremely excited about. And it's pretty funny before we got on air, you know, just for the listeners, uh, for a long time, I've actually mentioned to Hallie that we should kind of frame part of our conversation about what we're going to talk about. And she's fought me on it for a long time. And then this morning, she's like, hey, I'm thinking that we should uh, talk and and mention what we're actually going to talk about on the show, which I thought was kind of interesting. So, Hallie, what are we going to talk about the show today?
1: I'm not going to argue with you right now.
0: No, you can. It's fine. (laughs)
1: Um, but I see that whole situation a little bit differently. Yeah, her,
0: <laughs> her, um, her counter argument to that is that whatever we start to talk about, uh, I never do. We never
1: actually do, which is so. why I said, let's not set expectations that we can't uphold.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. But today we are actually going to stick to it. We're going to talk about health. Yes, yeah, so we're going to talk about health and not in the way that health in terms of people hear it. It's not going to be a 15 day, like get your abs out. It's not going to be a, you know, a diet. It's It's going to be your overall health. How much energy do you have? Like I look at health in terms of thinking, about how much energy you have to bring to your family, to your business, to the world. Right. It's not about a triathlon or a marathon or a yoga series or Bikram yoga or any of that. It's just can be, it can be, it can include all of that.
1: Health and wellness to me is all of that. It's exercise. It's what your nutrition, it's sleep, it's, um, energy, meditation, brain health, dealing with inflammation or chronic issues. It's yes, all of
0: that. It's all that. And I think one of the, the reasons why it's important to us is because this month in our organization is all about health. So we're talking about health in terms of and, all of this. I was
1: say, and project you, it's our entire is, quarter exactly. is all on health
0: and wellness. And, and I think one of the things that we have to kind of misspell, uh, misspell, Mm-mm. it's not the right way to use that.
1: Dispel. It's, or It's like, but
0: yeah. well, what if you misspell that? It? It's kind of the same a, thing. A
1: myth that you want to dispel. Exactly. And you just said misspell. Exactly.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a combination of those words. That's true. Um, for anyways, like a lot of those, um, ideas that are out there about people wearing badges about uh, like the lack of sleep they get or, and they don't look at it that way. They look at it as like, I only got four hours sleep and look what I'm doing, how I'm in operating. The, yeah, I
1: particularly in startup or entrepreneur world, I think it's changing, but specifically for entrepreneurs, it's like. I can survive on three hours of sleep and yeah. I'm, you know, up at all hours, just getting my stuff done or whatever, whatever. But,
0: and that's one side of the coin. The yeah. other side of the whole coin is too, is that I just don't have time for my health. And mm-hmm. so you, this can be the average working mom, dad, individual that's your, out there, your life, your
1: local chief of staff. Ex- exactly.
0: Right. All, <laughs> all of those. I mean, that's what I constantly hear. It's either like yeah. people are using it as like a badge cause I'm just working nonstop. And by the way, there are these outliers just kind of spell that like there are these outliers less than 1% that actually can operate in less than four hours sleep. Like Elon Musk might be one of them. Right. Um, but like there are, there are very few people that can actually build that model. I actually know people that are in that realm that can operate on three or four hours sleep and do really, really well in the afternoons and the evenings late into the day and are super productive. But for the most of us, we're not that actual productive. Um, and that's why I think it's, it's really important to understand you
1: optimal is seven to nine hours. Yes,
0: exactly. And that's just been for nine Ninety-eight percent of the population—that's that's what it's going to be for.
1: Yeah, so it's that um, so people who, and especially those like Uber successful or unicorn companies who, those are the stories you hear about. They only operate on four or five hours, maybe three hours of sleep, and so we think, oh, to be that successful, we need to only yeah. have that little amount of sleep. But like you said, um, that's an outlier. But I do think what you mentioned that is much more common yes. is people using work or other things as an excuse, yes. which I have done for many years. Yes. To not...
0: To neglect their to health. To
1: neglect the health, yeah.
0: To almost deny it and pretend like I'm just going to put all my energy over here yeah. and I can feel good about myself because I'm doing such a good job doing this, yeah. work, parenting, you non-profits. Get you get, yeah, you get, you're, you're, you're getting your validation or your, your worth, your self-worth from something up there. So it's allowing yourself to slip on this.
1: And much faster than health because health is a lot... You don't get a ton of validation very quickly.
0: Well, no, because if you go and eat a salad instead of eating, you know mcdonald's like yeah i guess there's a, there's a you're probably gonna feel better yeah but you're not gonna look any different necessarily right. whereas in business you can go and tangibly check off things and feel that in, that, initia, that initial that initial kind of inertia right. from like, like i made 100 yes calls, exactly or i or you even got a sale sealed, done this week that yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. And, and health is health and wellness is a is a um is a lifelong journey It just never ends. And because the reason why we say it like this is the way I like to look at my health in general is that you. First of all, you want to maximize how you feel in each moment. And what I found working with lots of people is that they don't actually realize how much better they can feel until they actually start making some changes in their life around health and wellness. And as they make those changes, they start to realize how much better they can actually feel for life. Mm-hmm. And I don't just mean for life for like in terms of going after anything. I just mean like you wake up feeling better mm-hmm. and that can continue to go on and on and on. And it becomes this journey of those different things. Um, and at some point if you, we don't know when we're going to die, but if we do make it to our later years or last chapters of your life, whatever that is, 80, 90, 100, 120 years old, you're going to want a tailwind from your health. And that's the other thing I like to think about strategically about your health is whatever you put in your body now is going to have some sort of impact later on. Yes. Can you probably work your way out of it in your twenties and thirties a little bit easier? Probably. Right. But as you start getting later on in life, some of those where your body starts to not function quite as much, right? Mm-hmm. You have a little bit more stress in those different things. It can lead and what we're going to get into this, into the research that shows a lot of these factors, particularly lack of sleep are contributing to like Alzheimer's disease, right? They're, they're recognizing this in two or three decades before it actually you have your initial, um, you know, signs of having any of those things or the reason why people are having heart attacks is because of what they're eating now. So all that becomes this simple little pebble, then another pebble, then another pebble, then another pebble throughout their lives until they get to the end. And that's why people are dying from a lot of these, not not always, but they're just neglecting to do things in their health.
1: Yeah. I think oftentimes when we do talk about health and I think for a long time, even when we were talking about it, it always had to do with like physical challenges or Mm. physical um, fitness, which is is a part of it. No, no doubt. But um, what I think that we're learning more and more about, and other people are doing a lot more research on is especially sleep and how important it is to the brain. But more specifically, it's great if our bodies can last a long time, but if our brain isn't Mm -hmm. functioning properly, like what, I mean, your brain is how you live yes to a certain degree
0: yeah well it's a combination of both right um, and you
1: can have a heart transplant yes but you can't have a brain transplant yeah
0: not, not yet <laughs> exactly and that'd be weird yeah. if you had a brain transplant I wonder if you would actually have your self-identity changed
1: I'm not sure it's um, an
0: interesting kind of neuroscience I mean, I topic think
1: that that book keep sharp I think yeah. talked a lot about the brain and how like your brain is your personality your brain is your memories your brain is the patterns of
0: well, actually didn't really go too much into that. It, oh, didn't? T- well, I, I think they haven't really identified where people actually bring up memory. I'm pretty like sure it's in the brain. It, well, they, that's what they, they say, but yeah. there's no actual evidence because you can't actually see a memory there.
1: But then where else would it be?
0: Well, Consciousness. That's how you yeah, can bring it okay. in. The consciousness is what they're talking about. Yeah. The brain, you actually can't, you actually can't go to the brain and say, they can tell you how it functions and regulates, but they can't say, let me see the image. So I know that that's where it actually stays. They actually may have a pinpoint exactly where in the brain that they, people pull memories from. They have ideas about hippocampus or the prefrontal cortex mm-hmm. that kind of help regulate different things and bring electrical impulses to the brain to allow some of these things to occur. But there's no place in the brain you can go and say, show me your book of memories. And that's where that's where the whole concept of consciousness or neuroscience meets but spirituality. But what about
1: amnesia? When somebody loses their memories essentially. What do you mean? Well, I mean if you have amnesia, you're forgetting things that had happened to you
0: previously. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean so I can't
1: They know where that is, don't they? I don't think so. They don't know where amnesia comes from.
0: Well, they know the the reasons why it happens, um but where is it stored? right? That's the thing. Like there's shelves in there and there's, there's places you can store certain kind of names and different things, but you can't actually go in there and actually see like the names in there. And that's the kind of the big debate right now in neuroscience, right? When we had our other guest on, we had a lot of conversation around there about how neuroscience is is coming up and meeting consciousness, right? And so there's these kind of two conversations that go on is one is like, where are you? Because you're not the brain, right? You're using the brain. Where are you? And is it housed there or not? And that's why even when we had uh, Dr. Eben Alexander on there, his brain was completely shut down. That's what makes his story so fascinating is that his brain had a disease where it couldn't function. And yeah. so it actually couldn't be there. And yet he still remained and still had all of those memories that he was able to pull back.
1: Yeah, that's fair. Okay. So
0: during that, that's what this whole conversation is. And I, and I look, I'm I, not a neuroscience, but they haven't, there's no direct evidence of any of that. Um, so it's pretty interesting though.
1: Yes. Well, regardless, I want to keep my brain (laughs) healthy so that I can have whatever memories, um, thinking all of that. And for as long, long as possible. I don't know if you've ever had, um, somebody close to you have Alzheimer's.
0: Um, not to the degree that other people have. I mean, we build, we build the facilities and we healthcare campuses, but we were kind of around it, but, um, Oh, actually we did, we yeah. did, uh, Sarah's grandfather did, um, yeah. which is really interesting.
1: My grandmother has, it was, it was, does too.
0: It was sad to see people to, to do that. But yes. Yeah.
1: And how the, and how actually with, when the brain, as the brain is deteriorating, yeah. um, the body doesn't, even though like there's some muscle memory and stuff yeah. there, but it it's just interesting how it actually, that goes away too, because the, it's just like no connection between the brain and the body. I don't know. It's just, it is very interesting. I'm very sad yeah well
0: you know the interesting thing, when, when bill somebody asked bill gates recently i said what well, this is the one thing you kind of worry about and his response was getting alzheimer's yeah he thought that would be because he's such an individual who uses brain but the reason like somebody like warren buffett and charlie munger 91 96 respectively and how they can use they use their brain every day so that kind of gets us talking about the wellness of this right max your brain so let's just talk about the brain in general your, your brain basically um uh is a muscle, right? And so the more you use this and the more you can support this, the stronger that it becomes and the more it can wean off. And I think in the book, in Sanjay Gupta's book, Keep Sharp, the one of the things they talk about is how they can see the plaque buildup that starts leaking or leading to Alzheimer's in and in basically early onset Alzheimer's. And it's actually relevant and prevalent in people's brains that never get it. And a part of that is because their muscles stay sharp enough and strong enough that it can fight these things off. So if you actually, uh, in his book, he talks about how sleep really impacts the brain. And we can just dive into sleep for a second here real quick because I think we started off this conversation by talking about how a lot of people have this badge of like I can you know I can do a lot. I'm a super person and I can work 45 hours a week or 45 hours of sleep a night. Mm-hmm. But even people like Tony Robbins who have been such anti like such anti long numbers of sleep of basically being like cuz I remember being in a lot of conferences and being like I sleep 4 hours a night and this everyone should and this is kind of like almost projecting that onto it to a certain was extent.
1: a lot of the language like 5 years ago yeah I would say.
0: for even yeah. for a lot of people and then he's certainly he's actually re himself to talk more about, hey, ever since I started doing all this research and realizing the effects on the brain, mm-hmm. particularly in uh, the body and other parts of the body, but affected those things that he's like now my minimum threshold six hours and it may not be always seven, but I'm always striving for at least seven, but a minimum of six, which is two hours more per night. And it's not just the sleep. It's the actual quality of sleep. Right. And the purpose of us just having this dialogue is actually bring some sort of level of awareness. So you could start. look there's techniques. If you want to start optimizing your health and your sleep, you will find your way, right? You just find your way. So the point of this is to kind of guide people to say, Hey, are you paying attention to your health right now? And not just physical fitness. There's a whole bunch of things you can do, um, to help out. And number one is just optimizing your sleep because we know that as you start to sleep, your brain goes into what's called REM sleep or, um, basically non REM sleep. And the REM sleep is where actually the majority of the, um, healing, if you will, or the, growth occurs from the brain. So for instance, like when you, when you start to sleep, th- when you first start to sleep, your brain goes and starts organizing new information, right? And that's the kind of the first step in this is it starts to put all the information, all the sensory inputs that you've had that day. It starts to gather all that information and starts to basically create file cabinets for this, right? It's if, an if analogy kind of works that way. Then once it creates that, it then goes to solidify your memories and basically starts to put these into file filing cabinets to a certain extent, like, you know, people's names and different things that you can recall, it starts to put these into file cabinets. But the really interesting thing about these first two stages about how it does it, let's say you had a hundred, you know, um, you had a hundred different things that you could, uh, that you learned that day. And there's obviously a lot more, but let's just say you had a hundred and your brain only slept enough to put 50 of those things away or to, uh, to strengthen your memory. When you wake up to start your day the next morning, those other 50 things go out the door, your brain basically wakes up and says, whatever hasn't been processed is being eliminated. And so the minute it eliminates that stuff, that's what happens. And that becomes an an issue is where you can't strengthen your ability to actually, um, grow and, and with your muscle, your, your ability to actually intellectually grow because that lack of actual sleep that you need. So basically, before you get up in the morning, whatever hasn't been processed just gets eliminated. So it's literally like the brain wakes up and it starts to process. It literally just eliminates everything from there that hasn't been able to process. So the lack of sleep actually contributed to less intelligence as we see intelligence, like memorization and those type of things. Right. So that's one of the reasons more sleep actually aids in people's intellectual abilities. And if you do that every day, think about how much smarter I don't mean smarter in terms of your ability to use it, but like to remember things things and storing knowledge. Yeah. Storing that knowledge thing gets every day you get 1% better, Mm -hmm. right? Versus somebody every day who is not, if you're, if you're able to process and store those memories or the intellectual knowledge of that, you know, 50 times better than everybody else every day, you just over time becomes more intelligent, right? And it's like those things, that, remember your brain can only process a certain amount of the uh, of the things that you know. That's why like when you're ever speaking or in doing podcasts or somebody asks you a question and you come up with the answer and you didn't even kind of remember that you even remembered it. Mm-hmm. That's where that comes from. It's like it's there, but it only comes up when you're directing, when you're actually in the moment. So you're not actually, you're not actually using, this is where the whole consciousness con- conversation comes into play because it's like-
1: You're not trying to use your brain to are recall you, it.
0: Exactly. Are you just, is it just, it's there. So it just comes out because the knowledge is there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so that's why sleep is important for there because it increases your intelligence. So after that, that's one phase of it. And by the way, it's quality of your sleep too. So the more REM sleep you can have, the faster those, the, the larger the waves, which allows that process to where you are organizing information and solidifying memories happens faster. And obviously when you're doing this, the more sleep actually leads to more creative thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, it clears, this is a big one that, that I think that I took away from this, that, that book was it clears out harmful toxins. And that's where a lot of it, it's not just, um, you know, Alzheimer's plaque, it's like other like cancerous cells and your ability to actually, you know, eliminate those, you know, people always have cancer cells floating in their body. Mm -hmm. It's their ability to eliminate those things, fight those off. The better, the more quality sleep you have, the better your, your, everything functions. Right. So it's, and it's not that your brain can't do that. So if you um it's about the sleep aids your brain yeah, so it's, it's like exactly so it's 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 they're separate but linked right yeah. it's they're so everything's linked together that way it's not like if you miss sleep but that's also why every single when we watch that video on project D like every single animal that's on the planet sleeps yeah even dolphins right? I thought that was really interesting. Shut off one hemisphere so that one hemisphere sleeps because it can't sit still because of predators and different things. But like the fin on that left side, if the left side, the left hemisphere were to to start sleeping, the fin doesn't work on that side. And then when all of a sudden the right side, the right hemisphere sleeps, the right hemisphere fin stops working. And so they, that's how animals in nature that need to move sleep, they shut down different sides of their brain so they can go through that process. And, and bears, you know, they, they sleep, they awake 20, 24 hours of a day during the, during the middle of the summer. And then they go in the winter and they optimize their sleep for sleeping and making up for it. So every, every thing in nature sleeps. Mm-hmm. And if you were to try to keep yourself up for a period of time, you would, you would feel this pressure to want to sleep. That's why people fall asleep driving, right?
1: Well, I believe, um, sleep deprivation, you'd die af- if you're deprived of sleep i th- want to say it's like within five or seven days um i can't remember the exact number but actually there's another there's a movie on netflix right now it's kind of interesting it's called awake and it's like this post-apocalyptic type hmm. movie where what happens it, i just thought it was interesting because we're doing the whole sleep thing um something like in the energy in the hemis the world or whatever the universe like something happens and nobody can sleep And so people start like, but day five, it's like people are starting to like kill each other day seven, people are just dying. And then, you know, anyone who can sleep, like there's one person who can sleep and they start testing on them to figure out why, Why how they uh, can. And it's very interesting,
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but they gave some stats about sleep deprivation, but yeah, your body needs to sleep.
0: Yeah. That's the point, right? Like you're in like, the thing is the longer you try to fight sleep, the stronger the internal pressure cooker kicks in that says you need to sleep. Right. It just starts building up more and more pressure. Almost like, again, it's that astro body, the astro the, the astrobody, trying to tell you, like, you need to sleep in order to basically to do this to function properly mm-hmm. and so it really kicks in that's where that pressure is to start to start sleeping and your body releases you know melatonin and different things to help get you there So that's why we kind of get into these rhythms with it to help us sleep and aid in that sleep for it because we all have to sleep and that's the process so you, not only does it clear harmful toxins out so just remember every time you have a lack of sleep that's one less tailwind you're creating and more of a headwind that you're creating
1: and you can't catch up you can't to catch up that's on what, sleep on the weekends yes um, it doesn't it actually work that doesn't way. Work. It's yeah. exactly right.
0: And everyone thinks that that's another myth yeah. about sleep, right? They think that they can go in there and actually catch up on the weekends. Mm-hmm. That's actually more harmful yeah. because it throws everything off of your circadian rhythm. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you, if you're, and this is one of the, the things to optimizing your sleep, since we're, we're just talking about it is you should actually try to get up within the, within, within an hour of the normal time that you get up. So if you get up at six, you shouldn't be sleeping really past seven on the weekends because it, then Mondays become very difficult. And that's one of the reasons why I think Mondays suck for people. <laughs> yeah. No, seriously, because for one, they're just, there's work. But then number two, their rhythms off, sure. they, they stayed up to 11, 12 o'clock, one o'clock and they slept into nine.
1: They often also drink, which we yeah. know can affect yes. different things in your the- in your body for different people.
0: Yeah. Um, and so yeah. th- then when they get there, then everything's off and they have to, st- and then they're like, Oh, now I'm back into a rhythm Tuesday or Wednesday. And then by the time they're back in the rhythm, they do it again on the weekend. Yeah. So that's part of the thing. And so even, I mean, look, I get it. If, if you sleep in a couple weekends, you know, a year, like it's not going to hurt you. Right. None of this is like, it's not going to,
1: but like, we're uh, just talking about how to get like a leg up. Exactly. On, on
0: and creating tailwinds for down the life. road, being strategic <laughs> yeah. about your health. Right. Instead of just allowing, you know, however you feel, it's kind of like the Elon Cupid quote, right, where it says only disciplined ones in life are free free. Everybody else is a slave to your moods and your passions. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like this. It's like, Oh, I feel like sleeping in. Well, you're just being a slave to your moods and your passions instead of actually, and here's the reality. And I, I know that, um, I don't know how you feel about this, but when I actually do sleep in like way beyond the normally, if I normally get up between four and four thirty, if I sleep into like seven or six 30, it might have, I usually would woken woken, woken up around four 30 and yeah. then I'd kind of like fall back asleep. Yeah. When I get back up, I actually feel worse. I
1: feel a little bit more tired, but more than anything, um, I just like hate myself. Yeah.
0: Well, that's, <laughs> that's, well, that's what I mean. Like, I'm like, man, I just slept. I just lost. Now it's almost eight o'clock. I'm yeah. like, where'd my day go? I, I
1: don't like it at all.
0: I know. And yeah. I think, and, and, and when we're private people, most people share that they're like, I don't even like sleeping in, but I like sleeping in. And that's why you have yeah. to have the discipline to I like not the
1: option to yes. do it. But then when I, I don't actually want to do it, that's
0: the, that's the emotion part of it instead yeah. of actually staying on these rhythms. So it's just, look, we're not telling you what to do. We're just giving you ideas to be strategic and aware and bring awareness around. Also,
1: these are like easy and free and free things to do exactly. to um,
0: better your health. And if you know, you're going to get up Saturday morning an hour later than you, you normally do, you're going to you're not maybe you stay up as late. Maybe you go to bed mm. a, an hour earlier, right? You just, you know, you just, you, You don't watch three seasons. You watch two seasons of your favorite show, right? Or whatever it is. Or You have two glasses of wine instead of four, right? You just, you just start making these small optimizations and you start to feel like, wow, I feel better. Like one of the things I love, like on Saturday mornings, I love getting up early and getting like, I usually there's a group for like, for me personally, like in the summer, there's a, there's a big group bike ride that people do. It's called Saturday Gravel Worlds and it's really fun and like. Saturday know, tour, what? Saturday, it's called SWG Saturday uh SGW it's 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 Saturday gravel world
1: oh you just were talking so fast I could oh, actually hear what you said yeah. <laughs>
0: um it's a it's a gravel bike but yeah. like people that are like tour de France people show up for this thing it's really fun anyways and it's, it's fun rides uh and, and so you go out there and it's like a two tour or two or three hour ride and if it's not that like you try to get in this really cool ex- morning exercise for like three hours I so I love to do that right I love to get up early and in the summer it's it's light and also in the winter like you can skin early you can get you can be on the mountain skins down by 6am. So by again, 839, you've got your meditation, your journaling and, and an awesome workout. And I'm not saying people can do that, but for me, then I come home and I have the whole day to be with my family. I'm not feeling any stress to go out there and try to get in this big workout. I'm not feeling any, any, cause I've also, my body runs. And it's like, I feel like I have a, like a blue collar body where it just wants to be worked and I have a lot of energy going through that. And if I don't ground that some way, it actually becomes a problem. Um, I have to really let go. Like if I don't exercise, like the energy buildup gets very strong. Now there's other ways to do that. I'm sure do you, you think that's do- a
1: physical energy buildup or do you think that's more of like a, like a mental, like your mind is just, um, I'm just wondering, like you you have so many ideas and thoughts and plans and whatever, maybe this, what I'm talking about myself. And so actually having that physical energy release is helpful so that you're not in your head so much, or do you find that it's really a physical energy that needs to be?
0: So I've tossed this idea around a lot. Yeah. Uh, and here's my conclusion on this. The reason why you have all the thoughts and energy around that and the ideas and you need to do this and you need to do that is because the energy starts building up and has to manifest some way. And so then it starts going to your thoughts to try to get released because a thought is a release of energy. Yep. So the more like the, all of a sudden you have, like when you wait when at the middle of the at, at nighttime or in the middle of the night, you wake up and you can't fall asleep because you have all these thoughts running through your head. Yeah. It's that same thing. If you don't release that energy somehow and, in, and, in, in a, in a healthy way and it starts building up and it starts releasing, it can build up into the mind and, and start becoming these over abundance of thoughts.
1: So are you saying to do, you do the physical activity almost so that you don't get to the point where your mind exactly. is you're taking over?
0: Exactly. And and part of that is in the more, and when you're doing that, like it helps ground you for one, you're moving your body. It's a, it's an, it's a massive natural release of energy. Um, and as you release that energy, it starts to ground you and, and and just allows you to be a little bit more focused. And that's why you feel so much better about the day from waking up from there. Um, there's a, uh, there's a really, there's a really good book that I'm reading right now. Um, it's uh, karma, yoga, and the energy body, um, which I think is a, is a, is a really, really, really fascinating book. Um, it's uh, a yeah, karma, it's karma, yoga, and the energy body. I'm trying to remember it. San, Sand guru is the guy who, uh, wrote it. He was it. the
1: guy from the podcast. Yeah. Sand
0: guru is the guy from there. Um, and I'm almost done. It's like a 10 hour book, but he talks and just in this, I thought it was really interesting about how he's bringing health into karma and yoga. And one of the reasons why, um, you know, uh, uh, people in yoga, which means union. I don't mean yoga like yoga the ex- exercise. is much more than that in in their traditions, and it's about grounding energy. And he talks about how if there's not a physical form to ground energy, your energy will manifest into different ways, which is what's causing a lot of stress and anxiety for people. Which I thought it was just kind of a different way of saying it. Yeah. And if you actually remember when Michael Singer um, uh, emailed me back regarding. Um, like when I had like a lot of like, anytime you have like a, like a spiritual release, like you just, you, I'm just getting a little deeper, but when you have like a spiritual release from different things, if anybody's ever let go in the moment and it happened and within several minutes or an hour of you actually releasing the energy, you have this overabundance of energy because you've now no longer suppressing it. So it starts running through your body. And one of the things he said to me, is like, you know, that's why yoga asanas become so popular back in the day was because this is the first person to do this. Basically he said, and he said, yes, there's so much energy going through your body that if it doesn't find outlets, then it'll just, it'll find other ways to just try to get out and you can't handle it. That's why doing an exercise practice, which is what he said, you know, yoga asanas or whatever you want to do is a way of grounding that. I heard Shanti talk, Shanti talk about the same thing where when he was going through his releases, they became so strong in his body because his, is because his nervous system wasn't used to having that much energy in there that he would have to go to, um, certain heat, like, you know, massage therapists or chiropractors or, um, you know, dry needling or anything like that to actually help ground him for years. So he could actually withstand that. And we're off topic a little bit, but like Mm -hmm. that's, it's part of that whole thing is when you're, when you're actually doing the work, you're going to have a more of abundance of energy coming and being released into your system, right? It's like all of a sudden you put a a V10 in your car and the car can't handle the V10 engine. There's nothing wrong with the engine, but there's something wrong with the car. And so it may break. And so that's part of why creating a physical structure in a nervous system. People talk about like the stability in a nervous system to be able to handle the release of, of karma or the release of some scars or anything like that. That's what happened to Eckhart Tolle, by the way, when he released, it, it became such an abundance amount of energy that his nervous system actually couldn't handle the energy. And that's why he sat in a park bench for three years because it wasn't strong enough to handle the engine in the car. The car wasn't strong enough the components weren't strong enough to actually handle that release. And so the same thing here, that's why i think of an exercise in the morning it, gr- it helps ground you so you don't it's like a preventative care mm-hmm. so and it's there's obviously we talk about the body so much around physical activity and that's awesome because it makes your heart stronger it makes your body run better but we forget all these other problems that are sick that are coming from not grounding or not doing some sort of exercise. And when I say exercise, I don't, it can be Yona also does. It can be an hour of yoga, right? I feel like
1: it's just movement. It's
0: movement. It's just, yeah. it can be as simple as like, I've heard Adi Shanti talk about how like he just go, sometimes goes out and walks barefoot mm-hmm. around his house just for like an hour, just to ground himself. Any of these things work, right? Um, when he had a, when he had a project, do participant go through a big release? I took him outside cause he was shaking so much as there. I took him outside and we grounded him in nature and just by moving your body, release it. And you know this, right? You don't have to be You don't have to be this, you know, level of consciousness to even think about these things. When you're angry, if you go and run, how much better do you feel after? Mm -hmm. What do you think happened? You released Released. the energy that was building up that was causing the anger. So when you ask me that question, the actual preventative nature of this is that if you're exercising, you don't doesn't actually lead to the active mind nearly as much. I'm not saying that's going to go away from exercise, by the way, there's a lot more work to do there, but one of the things you can do every day is movement grounding. That's why meditation works. All these techniques work, right? They're part of just starting it so that the energy doesn't, because think about it. When you're angry, you have a ton of energy going through you. What does your mind do when you're angry? goes ballistic
1: yeah i was gonna just say it just talks it you. talks so, so
0: much <laughs> louder yeah. and the reason why it's talking is because it's a form of release of energy so if you can release the energy early on in your day you show up with more clarity
1: right or um some through movement or through meditation yeah, any both, of those both things are effective. And, and
0: hopefully yeah. you do both yeah you do some form of meditation even journaling is the same way journaling is a release of energy because you're able to like the thoughts are in there and you're able to get them out And it's all part of these preventative cares align you for your health and wellness. So again, there's way more than just about the movement of exercise. That's one component of it. But what's the benefit of movement? Like that's why people moved their bodies was in earlier in these days. So that's part of it. So the, and and by the way, here's the other thing, as you, as you work your body out and you become less stressed, like the mind's still going to be there just to a different degree, Mm -hmm. right? It's gonna be talking. Then you sleep better.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: So when you, it then becomes this virtuous cycle, but most of us are on this vicious cycle where we are too busy for our health, too busy to eat properly, too busy for sleep, too busy to optimize or even think about sleeping more. Right. And too busy for all of this. So they end up like, I'm like, well, what are you, what are you doing in your life then? Well, I got to work. I'm like, that is the silliest thing I've ever heard. There's nothing wrong with playing with the world. And I get the mechanics of that, but man, you are just caught way too much on these things. And so it's putting these boundaries in your life of saying, okay, if health and wellness, if I asked a group of people and I said, Hey, I'm going to give you a million dollars, but you would be take your health away or a billion dollars. Majority of people would say, I want my health. You think so? I, 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 it depends about your health. If I said, look, yeah. I'm going to take your eyes out, right? Whatever, whatever it is. Right. And just, or I'm going to make it so that you feel like you have the flu every day, but I'm gonna give you a billion dollars, which one do you want? It's probably a group that would probably say I'll take the billion dollars, but I think yeah, the majority of yeah. people they
1: might take it at first and then they're going to get, they want to get, they'll want to they, give it back. Get back
0: because yeah. it's like lose your health for a day and tell me what's important. People that actually are really, I don't mean like you have a slight cold and it's tough to get through there. I yeah. mean, like if you're really sick,
1: Yeah, cr- people who have like chronic injuries, chronic, or whatever it is, like they would autoimmune diseases. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's
0: hard you can put you know you can that the money structure of those things is just institution it's institutionalizing yourself that's not what who you are you you are way beyond that so we have to prioritize our health and wellness now the, the really cool thing about this is you can still go work for nine to ten hours playing in that world and you can still exercise for a couple hours Or you know, well you can still go you do you can still allocate an hour to yourself there's nobody that's listening to this very rare that you wouldn't be able to find an hour or 30 minutes for yourself every day. That may have to mean that you have to get up earlier, mm-hmm. right? That means you have to get to sleep earlier, but there's something that has to give. So that's where it's really, really important to, to think about this, that you need to prioritize these things in your life and think about in, in your food that you're putting into, like the way I like to look at this is every time I'm about to eat something, I just kind of remember. That this is, this food that I'm putting in my body is being used by every single cell in my body as either fuel or waste. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to put in your body? And it's, look, I like, I still eat out once or twice a week for one meal or two meals. Like I still like doing that, but the majority of the time you, you have to, you have to figure out what, what, what matters more to you.
1: When you do you go out to a restaurant or something, are you still eating
0: healthy? Um... One to two nights. It depends. Like I'm not like I, I'm not going to be like a fast food restaurant, but I yeah, will right. eat like a lot more bread. Like okay. I might put some butter on it. Like I'll probably eat like I got wings and ranch. Like, I mean, who doesn't like wings? You know, what really gets me is nachos. Uh, and they have so many calories in them because it's there. Yes. But like, like I will, but what I will do is like, if I go to a restaurant, like there's a Mexican place that we always go to and I just order a thing of nachos and that becomes my whole meal. Right. Not like nachos, the wings and a burger. Like, cause that's just too much. Um, or if I do like sometimes I'll go a burger and fries, like I'll, I'll eat that. Or sometimes i will eat pizza. Right? right. Just one of those things. But it's rare. It's, like, it, or like it's once a, week. it's once a yeah. week. It's not that rare, but yeah. it's once or twice a week, but it's one meal. So like in the morning I'm eating healthy. And like, for instance, like on Fridays, when I know like I'm going to have, we have no real Fridays for our kids. So I know like we typically eat out on Friday afternoons or Friday evenings. So I'll actually limit to how much food I'm taking in on Fridays. So I'm just conscious of this. So even healthier on Friday mornings, I'll eat less, right? I'll eat less for lunch. And then I try to also on Friday afternoons, I try to do a long workout. So I also know I exercise for three hours or so. And and that's not why I do it, but that's just for me, it just kind of works. I'm just more conscious when I'm about to eat out. So I'm, I'm trying to not over- You know, it's not the whole day I'm cheating on these different things or the whole weekend. It's like when I hear people are like, I did really well during the week and then I lost it on the weekends. It's like, well, you just, you lost your sleep, you lost your eating and then you have to rebuild it every no one It's exhausting. Yeah. And so if you, instead of just accepting that, like, I'm just going to, this is going to be part of my life. You know, when we, for a project, do we got people, you know, health nutritionists and we had a lady come in there and, um, you know, that was talking about, uh, you know, they coach professional athletes. And one of the questions I asked her, I said, What's the difference between a professional athlete and the average person just trying to get healthy? And the thing that she said was that the, 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 the professional athlete, they couldn't imagine not making health or wellness part of their life. Mm-hmm. That's it. Period. That's the difference. Now, whether or not they are, you know, training for six hours a day, every day of their life, the rest of the world. But they just, part of their life is just to eat healthy. That's mm-hmm. just what they do.
1: And they move every day. And they move and every day. And they, yes, sleep well.
0: they sleep well. They do. They yeah. recover very well. That's the thing with athletes. People don't realize this. Athletes recover better than 99.9% of people out there. They are either strategically on in terms of like exercising mm-hmm. and then what are they doing? They're resting. Right. Constant rest. Right? Even when I was big in the triathlons for a while in ironmans, I was following like Lionel Sanders for instance. Like that guy was just he's just I see he's like the Tiger Woods of of triathlon in terms of his his strength and his attitude and stuff. Anyways, he uh he would, he was t- he would, he's very open about his what his day looks like and it, like he would, he has three out three workouts a a, a day basically. And he would after his workouts, he would come and just sleep. Then he would get up, work out, and then come back and sleep and eat more and then sleep more. And it's just like, that, but that was that was his life, right? right. And, and even before I would get to a big full Ironman, my coach would go to me. He goes, "Hey, you have to understand for these next eight weeks, you just need to be a professional athlete." What he meant by that was sleep, recover, eat healthy. He's like, there's nothing more important these X weeks for you treating your body like a professional athlete. Now I don't always do that, but for just the point is, it's all about awareness around these things, mm-hmm. right? So again, it so sleep on the brain, right? Clears out the harmful toxins. It regulates your appetite. That's another thing that people don't realize: is the lack of sleep makes it feel like you didn't it didn't process it well enough. So then it can actually crave more foods, particularly fatty foods. So that's one of the things that was sleeping on the brain helps regulate your appetite, so you actually can help process and speed up your metabolism. Um, that's something that people don't realize. It. Um, it again helps keep your body healthy and just really more efficient throughout the entire process. Um, so what are some things that you can do? We have talked a lot about just. eating and we've talked a lot about um, in terms of of moving what, we, what that means for there but what about sleeping some things that you can do that are free right uh, no screens an hour before bed you can literally just take your phone and put it on do not disturb so at 730 my phone goes and do not disturb I'm not always perfect on it but it goes there right you know go to bed at the same time we talked about that keep heads and in- pets and kids out of the bedroom you know keep your bedroom at 60 70 degrees if you have some extra um funds that you could throw at sleep weighted blankets in in in, i use an Uller system but any basically sleep pad that's um regulated by like a radiant system that allows the temperature to be like 52 degrees or 60 degrees is a game changer for people and basically so i use Uller. i don't own the company so there's you can buy it they don't get anything from saying it but it's really been a game changer for me. And when then Sarah, my wife used it when I was gone one day, she's like, you need to get me one of these things. Cause it works that well. Most people sleep really hot and it prevents people with well, the hotter you sleep, it prevents you from actually going into deeper REM sleep. Um, and so one of the things you can use is you can use a, a sleep pad and you, and it, it's all Bluetooth related. So it comes on automatically. It's super easy to use. You don't have to think about it in the middle of the night. It's like you're getting into it. And it's like 52 degrees and you are cold at first, but it keeps your body um, and you just get a deeper, deeper sleep. Um, from there as well too so those are some things and obviously making sure that you're um you know it's a noise machine or pink noise and then that your your room is as dark as possible for that as well too Um, so those are some things you can do to optimize your sleep to help improve your brain which is going to create this virtuous cycle which is the whole point of this conversation is to bring awareness around how are you treating your health and your wellness allie
1: well, I know we talked a lot about the brain health, but we also talked about a lot of just health in general, yeah. which it can feel a little overwhelming when we're like, you need to sleep this certain amount you got to meditate and you got to journal and then you need to exercise and all the things. So what would be your recommendation for one or two things where people can start that would be, would just be a really great place to start?
0: Yeah. One, one or two things yeah. that they can do. I think you oh. should start off your day with at least like a five minute meditation. There's plenty of apps. You can just breathe for five minutes, right? And just concentrate on your breath. Um, but some sort of meditation, and you can do it for five minutes or 20 minutes or whatever it is that there. I also think during the middle of the day, people should add a five-minute meditation. And I just mean meditation. It just means that you just stop doing everything you're doing and just remember that you're here in earth <laughs> and just breathe through that. And then number two, I would focus on movement in the morning, 20 minutes, 30 minutes, whatever you can muster up, just move. That exercise in itself. So those are just the five minutes of meditation of some sort of form meditation. There, focus on movement during the morning. That if you just do those two things to start with, that would be a great way to start increasing your ability and your focus on your health and your wellness. Because I know, just like you and I, Hallie, you're gonna want a tailwind. You're gonna want to feel good. Regardless of how long you have to live, like here's the thing: I think your your genetic makeup is different from everybody. So somebody may have genetic makeup that allows them to live 110. Somebody else may have a genetic makeup that allows them to live to 80. If it's 80, you might as well live a really good 80 years instead of getting and having these tailwinds and dying at 60 instead of 80, right? So these are the things versus dying at a you know at 90 versus if you could live to 100. So there's a there's a way that you have a genetic makeup that's probably going to maximize what your genetic makeup is. But all of these helps optimize to feel great while you're living those years out and helps you get closer to whatever your your genetic makeup is to extend that life. You've reached the end of another episode of Business Meets Spirituality. If you like what you heard and feel inspired to do so, please leave a review. It's awesome hearing from listeners like you. And remember, never give up on joy.